Hi, I'm Sloan Sunt. And I'm Camille Schultz. And we're your new hosts for the 2022-2023 podcast season. This year, we have a big announcement we're super excited about. We are starting an offshoot podcast called Bora Voices. This will be a completely student-led and student-run podcast, and um, it will be available on all of the same platforms that you can listen to Bora Pridecast. Bora Pridecast isn't going away, but we will probably be posting on it less, and it will have more staff involvement than Bora Voices. All right, for this episode, we have a new segment for y'all, and it's called Will You Cringe? We also have a segment where we interviewed seniors that were painting their parking spots, and they talked about what they painted and why, and we also are going to be using unused segments from last year that we thought deserved to be on the show. They just didn't make it in last year. So, enjoy! I'm Camille Schultz, and I'm here at the Senior Painting Parking Spot Day. And um, just introduce yourself and tell us the significance of your parking spot. Hi, I'm James Pontius. And for my parking spot, I am drawing a tattoo that my father had on his arm as kind of a memorial to him because he recently passed away. Hi, what is happening? My name is Holly Arby. And my design is a big sunflower with a butterfly on it. And it has butterflies and dragonflies flying all around it. I'm Jalen Westrick, and I am making some mountains with a blue sky and a nice yellow sun. Uh, I'm Jared Camp, and let's see, the significance of my parking spot is that I really like art and I really like um, plants, so I just kind of like combine them together to create this mess. Very hard. Um, I'm Julia, and mine is just smiley faces and daisies on a green background. Lauren McLean, and I made a no parking sign. Hi, uh, I'm Nicole. I, I did geezer. Like, weezer, but geese. Welcome to our new segment, Will You Cringe? Are your cravings causing pregnancy? Are you always feeling bloating? Are you always moody and yelling? Well, you may be entitled to $30,000. I'd contact your lawyer about that, but you're definitely entitled to these fun snack combos. My favorite, pickles and mac and cheese. Another great one to try is apples and ketchup. My personal favorite are chips and Nutella. That one's really yummy. I love Sour Patch Kids dipped in nacho cheese, though, especially at basketball games. Delicious. <laughs> Chocolate milk in Dr. Pepper is a great way to wash, wash away the pregnancy. My favorite way to get to replace my new baby with a food baby is an IHOP T-bone steak, medium rare. I love how chewy it is. And <laughs> gray. Back to the pickles, peanut butter pickle sandwiches are just delicious. M&M's and pizza are a great way to spice up your typical cheese pizza. My new favorite one is mayo and coffee. Mm, Great way to start the morning. Sometimes you just need that extra little spice in the coffee. Really wakes you up. For that, add some Tabasco. Tabasco, mayo, coffee. Literally my go-to. Literal spice. (laughs) 
Sometimes I use a spoon to dip some fudge inside my cucumber <laughs> before eating it. My favorite snack, my favorite candy, in fact, is a pickle shoved inside of a snicker. There you have it, folks. Eat your pickles and don't be pregnant. Hi, I'm Sloan. And I'm Camille. And we're here today with Mr. Drobny, and he's going to be doing a root beer taste test for him. What we have set up is we have four cups labeled A, B, C, and D, and he's going to be taking a sip from each cup and then giving us an idea of what the root beer kind of tastes like. And then at the very end, he'll be giving us a ranking of which ones are the best root beers. So go ahead, Mr. Drobny, and why don't you try cup A? All right. Cup A is a good root beer. Uh, if I was gonna put it on a scale of one to 10, it's probably a six, a uh, little on the, on the lighter side. Um, not much caramel flavor, a little bit of molasses that kind of hits you at the end there. Uh, it's on the lighter side, almost uh, not quite watery, but definitely not as much body as I look for in a root beer. All right, all right, good to know. You can go ahead, try cup B. A lot more caramel forward facing on this one. Uh, look, more body, more body to this. Uh, so I like this a little bit more, a little bit heartier of a root beer. It's probably, probably an eight on this one. It could use a, it's got nice undertones of vanilla, which I like. Could use a little bit more uh, kind of of the, the molasses sassafras kind of flavor, but overall, not bad. All right, solid, solid. Okay, up next is cup C. Hmm. Uh, cup C has an interesting smell, an interesting uh, aroma to it. A little sweeter, almost notes of cherry uh, going on here. Yeah, a lot sweeter actually. Uh, almost close to a Dr. Pepper, uh, which is fine, but uh, not something I look for in a root beer. Uh, so for a root beer, it's probably a, a four for a root beer, I think. It's a little too sweet, not enough uh, caramel, not enough vanilla. Interesting, very interesting. All right, cup D. Cup D is good. Uh, it's got a nice heavy caramel flavor to it. Good body, uh, nice uh, nice carbonation level. That's good. Uh, I'd probably say that's probably a, a, what did I give B? I gave B an eight, so that's probably a seven and a half. All right, so what are we looking at for overall rankings? Uh, so my top one is gonna be B, cup B, followed very closely by D, uh, and then a more distant third is A, and then uh, C is in the race. Okay, very interesting. Okay, so for the big reveal, B is A and W, uh, D is great value from Walmart, a is mug root beer, and C is IBC root beer. Overall, very interesting review. I probably would agree with that review, honestly. I'm a bigger fan of A&W than I am of mug. So yeah, overall, I think pretty solid, pretty solid. Yes. Um, thank you for being on the podcast. No problem. Thanks for having me.
Hello, I'm Camille Schultz and welcome to Star Stories number one. Today I'm going to be telling you about the constellation Cygnus or the Swan. There are a lot of different stories for this constellation, but the most popular and the one I like the most is from Greek mythology. The constellation represents the youth Cygnus, who was also a friend to Phaeton, the son of Apollo. Phaethon attempted to drive Apollo's chariot, which was the sun, across the sky one day. Cygnus was there cheering him on. They had been best friends their entire lives. But then, Phaethon did not have control of the horses or the chariot, and the sun fell to the earth. To avoid total extinction, Zeus shot the chariot out of the sky, and Phaethon fell into the river below. For days, after that, Cygnus dove into the river like a swan over and over and over again to try to find his friend. Zeus was so impressed by Cygnus's loyalty and friendship that he turned the youth into a swan and placed its image in the night sky. The summer triangle now is part of the swan constellation and is visible throughout the summer and well into the fall. Cygnus is one of the most easily recognizable figures in the night sky and unlike some constellations, actually looks like a swan. So go see if you can find it. In addition, Cygnus is the word for swan in Latin. This has been the first episode of Star Stories. Stay tuned for more myths told from our night sky. Hi, for this episode, we're reviewing Velocipaster. The ultimate action comedy directed by Brendan Steer is a masterful mix of religion and dinosaurs, providing entertainment for all viewers. So I personally would give this film a solid five out of five. It was fantastic on all fronts. The imagery, the plot, the symbolism, all absolutely fantastic. The costumes, the special effects, so good. Um, going into this movie, I honestly did not really expect much because it's a very, very low budget movie. Like the effects, some of them don't even have effects. They just kind of write what's supposed to be happening. Going into this movie, I didn't really think that it was going to be that good, but it was like so entertaining actually. Like the entire time I was laughing while I was watching it, there's a lot of very funny lines and it's just... You can tell that it's definitely supposed to be a joke movie, but honestly, it's still kind of... You got kind of emotionally connected to some of the characters. <laughs> it wasn't really even a so-bad-it's-good movie, because obviously it's completely ridiculous. The special effects are crazy. Some of it doesn't make sense, but it still was clearly made well in a lot of different ways, and I thought the characters were really well done. Yeah, I mean, like, when you look at the plot of the movie, it's like, I don't really think there's any way they could have done it seriously, because it's, you're not meant to take it seriously. It's meant to be, like, a really fun, light movie that's, like, an hour. And so, basically, in the movie, this pastor, his parents are killed, and he is doing some soul-searching, and he ends up going to China, where he is pierced by the fang of a velociraptor, which then turns him 
into a velociraptor. <laughs> and this honestly, it's kind of like a superhero origin story. He doesn't really know what to do with these powers. He doesn't really know like how they work, but eventually he meets um, Carol, who's able to help guide him with his powers. And he's kind of conflicted because he thinks these powers kind of go against the church so he's trying to find a way to balance his beliefs with his velociraptor powers and carol's kind of there to help guide him through yeah and i think one of the most iconic moments is when carol is telling him that she saw him turning to a velociraptor and he's not convinced and he's like dinosaurs didn't even exist and that sort of sets the scene for how difficult it is to convince him that first of all, he really is turning into a velociraptor, and second of all, that's not necessarily a terrible thing. Um, the relationship between Carol and the pastor, Doug, I don't think we've said his name yet, I think it is really well summarized in one quote. When Carol says, I don't know much about God, and then Doug replies with, I don't know much about dinosaurs. <laughs> And then he eventually kind of starts to figure things out and use his Velociraptor powers for good and learn that even though he is a Velociraptor, he still can do good things and help other people. Yeah, and it goes into a lot of his conflict between like the church and those Velociraptor powers and they're trying to do an exorcism on him. And it's just, it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, and one character we haven't mentioned so far, but who is very influential to the movie and to us personally, is of course, Frankie Mermaid. He's, he's a villain, he's not the main villain, but I think he's really the most iconic villain. And I mean, when you think about it, he kind of is the main villain because he's really what sets the entire story into motion. So overall, watching this movie, it was kind of a life-changing experience, it made me kind of just think differently about what constitutes a good movie and definitely would recommend. Yeah, I mean, if you go into this movie expecting like a top-notch, like really high-budget movie, you're going to walk away disappointed. But if you go into it with like no expectations, I think you'll find that it's a really good time. Yeah, definitely would recommend. This was so much fun to watch. It was so intense. We were laughing, we were screaming, we were sobbing. The whole range of emotions. We were devastated. And thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our first episode of the 2022-2023 season. Make sure to go check out our new podcasts on all the same platforms you can find podcasts. This is Camille. This is Sloan. These, These are Bora Voices. Voices.